What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys Adele and uh, Baker with another Scarf Live podcast coming at you hot. Hey, Baker. What's up, Adele? We were doing um, we were doing some uh, mic checks earlier. We were checking if the mic was hot or not. <laughs> what What did you say? Can you just can you just just do that whole thing? My mic check was so we do a check. For uh, do audio. do the whole thing. No 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 preface. Okay. I'm gonna let Petty. me do it. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna do a thing. Okay. I'm gonna leave you to it. Uh-huh. Get close. Get passionate. Pretend it's a mic check. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Petkey drops points against Minnesota. Petkey points. Hot mic. That's <laughs> that's the audio that we used to test whether or not we had audio or not. You, the only thing you missed is that thing about the glorified duck. Minnesota loons, glorified duck. What is a loon? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's an aquatic bird. Google this the other day. I was genuinely curious. Well, what's a what's a duck? It's a different type of aquatic bird, but loons <laughs> uh, are a diverse uh, group of aquatic birds found in many parts of North America and northern Eurasia. Uh, all living species of loons are members of the genus Gavia, and I'll play RSL at home. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like that? That Wikipedia says that. Well, that was the Wikipedia entry for loons, uh, members of the genus Gavia, and I'll play RSL at home. Okay, so checks sci- out. Science, though. yeah, yeah, dude. Checks Wikipedia. out. I go to Wikipedia for all my scientific genus. If you do not get your Scientific facts from Wikipedia. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. Should we recap the? I don't. I honestly just want to forget that that even happened. But no, we should no, we have it. to. It's on the notes. It's on the notes, folks. Yeah. We First got a plan. Line of the notes says quick recap of match versus Minnesota. So <clears throat> that'll probably be thirty minutes of conversation. No. No. Uh, let me recap. Lackluster, sleepy, mm-hmm. unprepared, we, i.e. overprepared. What do you mean over? We'll get into that in a second. Uh, no, I mean... Pecky's like, comments. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, for the practice and stuff. Yeah, we should discuss that. Um, I, I, I mean, like... No heart, no soul, uninspired. We deserve to lose that game. The, yeah, I'm not sure if he deserved so to lose the, the, the game. The fact that we got a point... Is a miracle, in my opinion. That point is that point is aging very well. We we stole that point. We stole a point at home. You know, I usually like to use the phrase "we stole a point on the road" or "we stole a point at home." Like I rewatched that Nick Romando off of the crossbar, off of Nick Romando's legs thing a thousand times. That ball deserved to go in. I you that happens a thousand more times. That ball is going in. I'm not. I'm not down for that. I don't buy any of that. No one deserves a damn thing in this world, and no one deserves a goal. All right, don't you be score a goal? You score a goal. If Romando is not there, the ball is still not in. I'm not playing off of that. Well, I'm, what I am I saying mean, that's not is it for me. That's not the only thing. Right. But that that that's the highlight on it. I think overall we played slightly worse than Minnesota. Yes. I think it's more than slightly. But I go think, on. I think it's go slightly on. worse, and I think overall. We also had some decent chances we could have converted and made something out of. Severino had a couple of decent shots. I'm not sure what in the world Demir Krylak was thinking with that header. 
but oh, overall right, I yeah. think we had some chances too. All I must say is this. I don't think we deserve to lose that game. I also don't think we deserve to win that game. I do think that point today, a few days after the actual match, mm -hmm. looks a lot better than it looked in the post-match quickie. And if anyone doesn't believe us, go back and listen. Yeah, that was rough. We were not in good headspace. No. <laughs> no. I mean, we after we... What, after what we had just done to the number one team in the East right. a week earlier, yep. that was not good. Yeah, that that to go from that week to last week, so the Union game versus the Minnesota game, painful. But today, I feel a lot better about that point than I did before. Your thoughts? I mean, I agree in that I feel better about it, but I don't like that I feel better about it. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, you know, like, it, it sounds dumb saying it out loud. I... The best phrase I can think of is, I've let it go. Huh. Like, like I'm not happy with it. At home against Minnesota, you know, it's another Western Conference team. I think they're like third or fourth in the West. This could have been a big game. Could have been a huge with game. All the big other opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, the ball bounces a little different. Maybe we do walk away with all three points. But it's one of those things or that... Or zero points. Or zero points, yeah. But it's one of those things where, like, I'm... Quote unquote, and there would okay be with it. There would be no sugarcoating zero points after this game. No, no. I mean, zero points is, you know, it it it's not a good look. That's for sure. Zero um, points is a loss at home. Yeah. I mean, don't 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 you know get technical on me, but I'm pretty sure that's what it would mean. That that is literally the definition of zero points in that con in context. Yes. Um, no, it, it's it's very hard to put into words. I think this is one of those games that, you know, worst case scenario, it, it's, you know, it's October or whatever, and we're all of a sudden like, you know, heaven forbid we are outside of the playoff line by like two points or a point or something, which I'm, I am convinced that whatever team is uh, eighth, so just out of the playoff line, will be there by less than three, by have, less than a three-point margin. I have next zero doubt it's going to be less than three points. I, yes. I think it'll be, it'll be one. Yes. It might even go to tiebreakers. Um, yeah, I mean so, the way it's going now. Right, it, it's one of those scenarios where I think if RSL is that eighth team, which it, it isn't impossible, um, it would be a heartbreaker. This, this is the game that we look back at. It, you know how you and I always reference, man, if we had just beat you know Chivas twice, we would have won a supporter shield. Yep. This is the game where I think we go back at the end of this year. I mean, I hope this isn't the case, but it, I envision. A scenario where if we don't make the playoffs, this is one of the games that we highlight as as, as dropped points. That's kind of how it feels. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. An inability to... I mean, don't, no disrespect to the Loons. They were a surging Minnesota side, I think undefeated in like the last four or something. But beatable. Extremely beatable, especially at home. So you think this game would play that role more than... San Jose away, where we concede in like the ninety fourth minute, whatever that was, right? Sure. So, do you think this game plays more of a role than the two one loss to Portland at home in May? Did we already played Portland in May. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. Lost two one. How about the two one loss at LA Galaxy? How about the one zero loss at Seattle? 
How about the two-one loss at LAFC? Uh, you sure you're not going back that How far? How about the one-one draw in March against Houston? There are a lot of these games. No, I can't. So let me you, ask you. All let me, of those games, I feel like were let me ask you close the same. or they were away. So, so was this? But this, like, so San Jose. Our plan in San Jose was keep the ball in front of their center backs, defend with eleven dudes, and hang on for dear life. Like San it was Jose, not. It, no, no, it you was look, not. Remember, we made offensive we, moves. No, we had the end of the game. We had offensive moves, but if you look at the stats, there was a very clear keep the ball in front of San Jose's center backs, for better or worse. I'm not here to get into like a game from four weeks ago. Uh, it was one of those things where I think had we gotten a point, it would have been like, oh, we like I'd be saying, hey, we stole a point. Like mm. I went into San Jose thinking zero points, we got zero points. That's why I look at this game because I genuinely think Minnesota came to play soccer at Rio Tinto against us, oh, and disagree. we couldn't deliver. I couldn't disagree more. I don't think they came to play. I think they came for a tie. They played ugly. We played ugly. It was an objectively speaking ugly game. It was, I really, it was I, an awful game. I really hope no one was there for the first time to watch soccer live, which I doubt is the case because it was a fireworks game. Which let's get into this in just a second. Yeah. I hate fireworks games. Right. We've um, talked about this before, but we'll we'll, we we'll bring need it to up. talk about it. We'll again. bring it up. Give it a second. So, no, I don't think they came. I I, I think this. I this is why I'm saying. I think in my head. The, the zero points in San Jose did not age well. We literally lost concentration for like 30 seconds. Right. And got conceded on. Whereas okay. in this game, we played horrible. Mm-hmm. They played horrible. They it played was objectively, ugly. They didn't play horrible. It they was objectively ugly. a bad game. It, it was an unattractive game. And... We're saying the same thing. Except we're not. We're saying... They're fundamentally different. Okay, tell me about. So, tell me the difference between playing bad and unattractive. So bad is genuinely like bad soccer, like bad passing, bad attacks, bad crosses, uh, bad defense, ugly soccer. Which is what I think. I think Minnesota played some of the ugliest soccer I've ever had the displeasure of watching. But it was deliberate. It, it was executed with excellence. Uh, their center backs were extremely physical. Uh, their their uh, defensive midfield was extremely physical. They they made it choppy. They made it ugly. They they were fouling when when they didn't have to. Uh, they slowed the game down. They they got in front of um, you know set piece opportunities. They made it physical. Uh, it was chippy. It was it was it was real Concacaf. It was Concacaf soccer. Uh, it, it was an ugly game that was. Th- deliberately ugly because they knew that that's where their advantage was. You think they did that on purpose? Oh, I think that was... that. That is how I... If I was coming to Rio Tinto looking to get points, that's how I would play against RSL. I would put two dudes on Albert Ruschnack and every time we touched the ball, I would kick at his shins. I would try to get into Bofo's head. I would... Well, let's let, let's stop there for a second. So let's talk about Albert Ruschnack for a second because mm. we touched up on him in post-match quickie. Yep. Quite a few people had quite a few th- things to say about Albert Ruschnack. Deservingly, he got subbed out. Uh, in the 77th minute? For I made, I made a point to make a Twitter post. Yes, comparing him to, uh, what's his face from Atlanta? Mar- Martinez. No, not Martinez. The other guy. Um, yeah, Jose Martinez. No, no, it wasn't Jose Martinez. It was Pity. Pity Martinez, right? I'm pretty... So, 
I'm pretty sure it's Joseph. It was not Joseph. I compared I'm pre- it to. Well, you said Martinez. I think at this point it's which one of the Martinez. Pity. It was pity. Okay. Yeah. You would know better than I. So I was watching the game. He had a goal and an assist, and just generally took the game over. It has been pointed out to me, and I already know this, that Pity has not been the greatest of players for no, Atlanta this for them, year. Actually. But this is what I was saying on the Twitter, or the Twit machine, is that this is the kind of perform. This is what Albert should have done, which is. There, w- there was a clear vacuum right. of someone taking the game by the horns, taking it over, making it his own, yeah, he, controlling he, it, contributing, scoring, no matter what it took. Didn't do it. He didn't earn his paycheck. And this is not the first time. This keeps happening over and over and over again. I do not think, in Albert Rushniak's case, it's a matter of skill. No, all the talent in the world. Or determination, even. I think it's a matter of uh, maybe. Let me say something that's sacrilegious, maybe. Maybe he's not the greatest guy under pressure. I mean, I don't know if it's a pressure thing, because I think of the Houston game, you know, where he scores two in but like the 90s. But he came in, so let me, uh, let, I, let yes, me if I, I, I may. I get, yes, he came into a setting where it was like, hey, man, we just... You got nothing to lose. Right. It's all for, upside. Right. It, it's like a goalie during a PK. Like, worst yes. case scenario, what everyone thinks is going to happen is going to happen, or you're a goddamn hero. Yes. Like, that's, those are your two those options. Those are the two options. Um, I get that. I... I also think we need to give a little bit of credit to Minnesota's, you know, like defensive midfield. Any time Albert Ruschnack got the ball, he had one or two dudes on him. He was effectively t- like I don't think he had a bad game because he like was like, oh man, there's a lot going on here. I'm I'm sweating bullets. I I think it was genuinely he was just neutralized from a from a tactical standpoint. Like, I think they had, I think Minnesota had a very solid game plan coming into the, I think you're giving Minnesota way too much credit. I feel like you're not giving them enough credit. I'm giving them no credit. I'm giving them credit of we played really bad. That's the credit they get from me. Mm. We played really bad. Our big stars didn't step up. Right. I So, 100%, I agree, our big stars didn't step up. I was, I think. I think the difference between one point and three points uh, against Minnesota was a lack of individual brilliance on the part of Real Salt Lake. Now, who... Uh, yes. Speaking of individual Albert brilliance... Albert Jefferson Savarino, etc., etc., nausea. Well, let's talk about Savarino for a second. Savarino. Go ahead. He scored a goal. No, he didn't. He had an assist, though. So, Savarino, mm-hmm. I think... Clearly, hands down, heads and shoulders above everyone else, best player on the pitch. Any disagreement? Um, I'm trying to remember, like the game in in total. I I, I think Everton Luis had himself a very 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 good performance Solid. again. Yeah. Um, I think for the fact that we managed to get a point out of this, I'm I gotta go with Jefferson again. Yeah. I thought he was the only guy out there that looked like he actually cared. In addition to Plata, once he came on, mm-hmm. let's touch him right after Severino. But I thought, I think I mentioned this to you multiple times during the game and after the game, maybe even the post-match quickie. Oh, we talked about this all day. It is. So, when Severino, we were watching, I think it was Brooks Lennon crossing the ball multiple times right yeah. in front of us. And yes, we sit in section yep. 35. Yep. There's some other podcasts who apparently don't like section 35 very much. 
I mean, Section 35 was a dish show. We should talk about the fireworks. We will in okay. a second. So, we I was watching Brooks Lennon trying to cross the ball in front of me like three times in a row. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean... It was more than three times. But yeah, I, yep, I, we talked about this. It was terrible. It was like nowhere near where it's supposed to be. It was terrible. Terrible. And then we saw Severino a couple of times. Uh-huh. And once on the other side. And the, 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 the difference in quality is through the roof. Of course. And, and, and when you say quality, you mean the actual ability of that ball to get to an RSL player. Yeah, to get yeah. onto the head or the in, in the or... game of the in, the, in the case of the goal, mm-hmm. to the feet of an RSL player. Uh, by the way, awesome finish by Silva. Absolutely. I, I rewatched that multiple times. What do I always say about scoring goals? On frame with power. On frame with power, what does he do? Puts it on frame with power. On frame with power. Does not pick corners, doesn't do anything. And you were on r- frame with power. And you were right about, uh, during the post-match quickie, that the keeper got a Oh, he got a piece it. of that. If, if, there, if it was just on frame, it would have been safe. If it was less power, that's mm-hmm. just a pickup in his hands. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Jefferson Savarino slash M. Silva is the talking point. Yes. So, love the way both of those played. I think Silva keeps getting a bad rep. I think he's not as good as Nedim. You and I disagreed multiple times whether he should start over uh, uh, Glad. Right. But I think I picked Silva. I think I picked Silva. No. We can go back and listen. I'm clear I'm clear. I picked Silva and you picked Justin Glad. Okay. Certain. Keep going. So, <laughs> this proceed, Governor. Um... Anyways, I thought he had himself a good game. I thought Sabrina was a standout. Other than that, I can't think of a standout. I think it was just a lackluster performance. Mm-hmm. We'll get into Petke's blame in just a second here. Uh, unless you have anything else to add to that, what I want to say is talk about a game that needs a Sam Johnson. He would have had himself a field day. I mean, a field day. A game where all you got to do is A, put it on frame with power, and B, with power. I mean, this is just one of those scrappy games where someone like a Sam Johnson... Right. I'm not sure if he would have had a field day, but I think he would have had a goal. Yeah. It, it, I don't yeah. think we had enough chances for like someone uh, to have a field sure, day. Sure, I get what you're getting at. But I also think Minnesota made enough mistakes in the back I, for someone like a Sam Johnson to punish them. Right. It's They were very... the. They gave up a lot of... They had their defensive line, from what I remember, extremely high up. Like, they were very comfortable leaving space behind them. Sam Johnson, I can't say I've watched, you know, years and years worth of Sam Johnson soccer here. But the dude looks... Months and months. Months and months is... You know, I have enough sample size to know that the dude tends to do well with space. Like, his ability to run into open space and collect the ball there, outstanding. World class, even. Um Minnesota, if nothing else, it would pin Minnesota back even like further than they they were planning on. That there there's value in that because now all of a sudden you're just pinging balls and it's only a matter of time before something hopefully goes ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Sam Johnson obviously missed, and I think it's indicative of how much this club needs him already in such a short amount of time. Um, you know, like conservatively, the dude is still out for a month and a half. So, you know, we we are literally talking here 
sometime in September. Yeah, almost playoff time. It's it. I think it's worth discussing that. Does the lack of a Sam Johnson, you know, did Craig Weibel's job just become to you know to go get another striker? Maybe, maybe not. Um, and we can talk about the Tampa game. That's we a- do have a transfer news mm-hmm. uh, topic up there. But so what you're saying is this game could use a Sam Johnson, and, and not just this game. I have it, it. I think it made apparent the need for a, like a true number nine. Yeah, you know, changes games absolutely. A, a true number nine that, that that knows how to pick his spots and is quick. Right and witty and and just creative creative, creative off the and, wall. And, and goes through dudes mm-hmm. can is always knows how to split his defenders it's a game changer oh absolutely, absolutely cuz now suddenly you have to pull your like you said you have to pull your line even further back it, and he gets he, to the scraps they would have to think about him yes yes it's oh, that, and it, then there's that yeah it's that Wondolowski. the wando factor yeah um and then yeah m silva Saw defensive performance. We talked about, you know, who I was like, it was Glad and Nedim, and you thought it was M. Silva and Ned, whatever that combination was. Petke said something that was kind of interesting in his post-game interview that he wasn't sure come, you know, when Nedim A gets back from injury, but also I guess he's doing visa work in England. Um, what the way he phrased it is, I uh, which two center backs are. I, I think Petke has questions about the current center back situation at Real Salt Lake. If Petke has any questions whether Nedum is number one no, center no, no, back. No, not about Nedum. Okay. About, yeah, who's I, I think, who's second. pairing with yeah. him. Because I, I, I think and what I'm really getting at is he was impressed by him. So, so speaking of Petke. Yeah. After the match, he said some interesting things. He said a lot of interesting things. Well, he usually does. He had some, some, some of the best RSL moments over mm-hmm. the past year and a half two years now have been Mike Petke post-match interviews right in Saturday's post-match interview he said that A he takes the blame for this which is admirable and yeah he does that, that a lot he has done that a lot it's yes. kind of worn off uh... it has worn off a lot but he specified the reason this time he said he might have pushed them too hard in training during the week that was interesting I don't even know what the hell that means. I'm. It worries me that it's even a possibility, for numerous reasons. Go ahead. You, it's a it's a laundry list. The big two, and maybe maybe it's like the big one two reasons. Then, yeah, big two reasons. Okay. Maybe it's like reason one and then reason two a, reason two b. Reason one that Petke doesn't have. You know, the dude used to play. Like, he played in this league. He knows what this league does. This to, is to, if to, you're to taking him at his word. Right. Not not just him fronting sure. as a... I yeah. have no reason to believe that he would be lying about such a specific detail. I, I have yet to be in a situation where... I might not always believe... I might not always agree with his decision, but I agree with the reasons behind his decision. Yeah. I.e., I trust him. I.e., I don't think he's lying about this. Yes. Um... So, but the, the the laundry list of concerns that Petke doesn't have the wherewithal as a coach to know the the point at which he is exhausting players, and then reason. Well, did he say exhausting? 
I mean, we're assume. I'm assuming yes. he means yes. exhausting. Maybe not. I mean, they. And looking back at the game, our guys look tired. Our guys passing looked bad. They their decision making was suspect. Um, they didn't look fresh. Okay. It, it, it the what he said and what I saw Makes corroborate sense. one another. Yes. Mm-hmm. From what I from the 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 stats or the information I could see, I could see. I could see a scenario where what he said was yes. true, where mm-hmm. he just tired dudes out. Checks out. Yes. Reason 2A that no one on Petke's staff either has, and here's the A part, either has the knowledge to say, hey, these dudes are going to be tired, or has the ability to voice that concern. And I don't mm-hmm. know which ones. So, so either, either or. Is that A and B? That's A and B. Yeah. So either, either an assistant coach was like, hey, man, these guys are going to be exhausted, and then either said something and they got ignored, or it was like, hey, these dudes are going to be exhausted. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get into a thing with with Petke right now. The, you're saying he thought to himself, right, or right, the, right. The fact that it is an issue and that there is nobody on the the, the physio staff, on the training staff, on whatever it may be, that there wasn't a moment of we got to like. I I envision a very sophisticated operation. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But you know you've got a you've got a coach you've got assistant coaches you've got physios you've got all kinds of you know sports scientists the fact that no one said dude these guys this is a little too much to the point where it became a reason for potentially points dropped scares the crap out of me. You literally have people mm-hmm. on the on the roster on the payroll yes who probably get paid a pretty penny whose I, only job is to ensure. Right. That players are in top physical condition when it comes to match day on at right. game time. Yep. And that you're absolutely correct. This reminds me of like an under fifteen. It's a uh, team mm-hmm. issue where yep. coach believes in pushing and pushing and pushing, and the day before you get exhausted. Come game day, you're so you're tired. Yeah. 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 It, it, it. If that is the reason for drop points. It is the first time I actually. That that is one of those this, things that this, require requires accountability. Someone didn't do their job. This is a this would be a serious mechanical issue. This is yes. This is not an attitude or mentality or. But this is a mechanical right. the, issue. This isn't being outcoached. Like I one hundred percent believe that there are dudes who are better tacticians than Petke, and I'm okay with that. There there yeah. are some things that we, we lose on tactics okay that. that I think we make up elsewhere. This would be the first time that I can think of where I am officially doubting the coaching staff's ability to deliver. And, and you're and, right. And I worry. And you're absolutely correct. It, this is not Mike Petke alone. No, no, no. If, There's a bunch of people who need to if answer. It's, if it's a matter of fact that they literally pushed too hard during the week and got into the game not at peak physical condition. Right. Uh, or, or as peak as possible with... I mean, they had a week off. Right. And, that and is... Not, and that, it's that's, like, that's beyond a head coach. That That's why head coach has assistant coaches. Right. And physios and, and all those other things. And, and, and not... And strength and conditioning trainers. Right. So when Plata comes back from Ecuador overweight because he like went to town in Quito... Right. I don't think that's on Petke. Right. You know, like, I'm not saying the coach is responsible for the, like, player's physical rest. But if he's going, hey, I, I trained these dudes too hard, yeah, so, right. someone didn't do their job. We're and saying, what we're, we're saying here, I think, and, and I think we agree, mm-hmm. and we rarely do that, is that if we take him at his word, right. 
there's a bigger systematic mechanical problem here. Yes, there is a failure that at this level, I think I critiqued you on asking for people's like jobs at one point. Like I think you made a joke that someone should be fired a couple a couple weeks ago. I'm like, man, it's it's really easy to add. But this is one of those things where maybe somebody should lose their job over it. Oh yeah, or at least someone. We just need some someone sh- some accountability. We there need answers. To, there needs to be accountability here. Yeah. Right. Well, still love Petki. Oh, I, I, right. I really, I really hope. Look, I think we we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. That Petki reminds me of Jurgen Klinsmann in Germany. I think we talked about this two podcasts ago. Yeah. So that that's where it, it requires like Jurgen Klinsmann was a big motivator and the big uh, philosopher and uh, the the big all the things, right? Yep. But the reason he was successful is because he had a, a Joachim Löw behind him to talk about this who was an absolute mastermind tactician and everyone knew love is the one that actually made the tactics yep and uh petki needs someone like that i i think it's it should be a commonly known fact by now that mike petki is not the greatest strategist in I mls i think he's getting better though he, well yeah i mean shit put me in a doctor's position doing surgery i'll bet you i'll be better six months later sure i might have killed a few people in the meantime but right. i will it's, be better it's, than it's i was the, six months ago yeah. yes mm-hmm. so yeah i love petkey and i really hope we figure this out it's just it's weird i mean that, that seems like a weird reason right a weird excuse but i can't think of anything else making sense and they were and killing it seven days earlier in the I same can't stadium think of a reason why they would lie about it. Right. No, I, I so here's the one thing about Peggy. Like him, love him, hate him, whatever. I trust that what the words that come out of Mike Petke's mouth. By the way, I did look up whether he has like a full name so we can call him out by that name mm-hmm. in these situations. Couldn't find one. It's just Mike Petke apparently. <laughs> um the words that come out of Mike Petke's mouth are the truth. But yeah. Yeah, I, I you cannot doubt that the guy has said way too many things in way too many ways to doubt that he would sugarcoat anything. So I I just believe him. Anyways, so let's hope he figures this out. Um, but someone somewhere needs to answer if this is the reason, and maybe the supporting staff needs to grow a spine. I'm not sure. Right, we're not close enough to the situation, exactly. I think, that, you know, ask for specific names or, or where that responsibility should lie. But, you know, it's a, it's, to, to paraphrase the man himself, it's a big freaking deal. It's a big freaking deal. Let's move on. So, one, excuse me, the, the, the champagne of beers is kicking in. <laughs> By the way, Arsenal Nation, we are drinking Miller High Life. Established okay. in 1903, the champagne don't, of beer is premium Miller brewed. Who knows? Maybe they'll listen and give us a sponsorship. I mean... Talk about one more thing about the game last day, last week, last Saturday. It was a July 24th series of fireworks. Now, Arsenal Nation, chances are if you're listening to this, you're listening to this on the 24th. Which means we're obviously recording prior to the 24th. Right. Which means Saturday, which was a few days ago, clearly was more uh, ahead of the 24th. Nonetheless, RSL decided to have fireworks for July 24th. Right. By the way, one of my more favorite holidays. Pioneer Day. 
you know, Pioneer Day, Utah as a state was established, yada, 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 I have some fireworks. Sure. Love fireworks, personally. Yes. Absolute fireworks fiend, myself. Yeah. Hate firework or fireworks games. So. Brings in a different crowd. If we weren't clear enough earlier, we sit in section 35. Yes. Mm-hmm. Other podcast. 35 is all right. 35 is fantastic. We don't even have any new chance. I'm not sure what that's about. 35 raised me. 35 is a good place to be. It's like you stand and chant and drink and yell and scream, but also can see the game at the same time. I'm not sure why behind goals was ever became a popular supporters thing. I, I get it. It's cheap. cheaper. Yeah. Yes. But I always thought like supporters sections should be like, you section know, one. Section one, right down the middle. middle. Right? You want give, these people active all game. Yes. I mean, yeah. and you can hear them all across and you give right. them really good views. We've actually, to give them a little backstory, we've talked about moving our season tickets. We have. To, you know, the south end. But I think some of our ability to actually discuss the game yeah. would disappear. Probably. You know, because we can't see roughly 45 minutes of it every time. Well, you can see, all right. Well, you know, we'll test it out next game. There's a good Tigres game coming up that we'll talk about in a second. But let me talk about fireworks real quick. So, Section 35 is usually the same crowd. One of the reasons, one of the many reasons we keep going back to the same seats year after year, year after year, year after year is because the same people around us, we know them. We cheer together, we drink together, we do the whole thing, right? They put it's up like, with us. Yeah, they put up with us. We're a little loud. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then we showed up on Saturday. And everyone sold their tickets, it would seem. Not everyone. Like, a lot of people. Within eyesight, I recognized six to eight the of the regulars. All right, now, hold on. Before this yeah, gets into like I'm blaming something. Don't don't make it like an elitist thing. Right, it's not an elitist thing. What I'm saying is like six or eight regulars, and I can probably see about twenty to thirty regulars. Right. But it's beyond the point. I mean, look, it, it's it's a it's a weekend game. It's a fireworks game. You pay a certain amount of money for the ticket. You can probably sell it. You might have other plans. Stuff happens. Hey, I miss games. All yeah. right. Miss like way next more week. than I'd like this week. I, I'm, this I'm, year. I'm 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 gonna miss uh, the podcast next week. So we have to reschedule podcast for Wednesday, probably. That's nice. not the point. I missed a couple of games this year. I, I, I'm going to try very hard to not miss any more games this year. Okay. So that happens. Right. Now, here's the other. Here's the. So the people who sell the tickets, whatever. Cool. Awesome. But what happens also during these fireworks games is you get the casuals in. Yeah. Yep. All right. Casual, fine. I love casuals. And come on. Join join the club. Lord knows that stadium needs more people. By the way, said. Close to 17,000 people in the stadium. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, so Come I think on. the way they counted is tickets sold. Yeah. And, like, there but were a bunch of, like... the 5,000 people couldn't figure out how to sell their tickets, so basically. So, I, th- I think the, the five seats on the right of me are all sold, but yeah, not empty. because like, they're always five. full, but right. they were empty this year. Right. So, what I'm saying is this. So, 35 got a little awkward a few times because people, I think... I think the team and people who resell their tickets in 35 mm-hmm. don't clarify enough. What's clarify, going to be? Yeah. Clarify, yeah, that it's a standing section. Yep. So you always have the comments about, can you please sit down? Well, no. Right. I cannot. Can I? Yes. Will I? No. No. Um, now, don't get me wrong. If it's some grandma or some little child behind me, yeah, I'll make an exception. Reason. Yeah, within reason. Yeah. But like I'm, 
it, it was... Don't get me wrong. I think the atmosphere was okay. I think the South End did really well. I really do. Yeah. And, and I don't know. It's it just... It, it, many times throughout the game, it felt weird. It felt like... Let's put it like this. There were people there who... They bought a ticket to a fireworks show that happened to be preceded by a soccer game. That's a really good point. You know, and, and that's cool. Like, I it, it, I get that. We that welcome I, everyone at the How right. I choose to spend my Saturdays and Fridays and the occasional Wednesday uh, isn't for everyone. And how I support is definitely not for everyone. Um, and that's okay. And, and that's that's more than okay. But it feels very, very weird to have such a... It, it wasn't un, it wasn't unenthusiastic, but a, a very apathetical crowd in a, in what I consider a very what has historically let's use the term historically been a very high energy, high caring, high investment group of people that I sit with. Yes, and I think it was very apparent, not just in thirty five. We use thirty five as our example because it's the most noticeable to us. But in 36 and 1 and 2 and, and, and 23, like, you know, it, it was it was visible stadium-wide that people weren't weren't into it. Look, and honestly, I felt kind of bad for some people in 35. It was very clear there were pockets that are not regular attendees of 35. Right. And, and when the group uh, was doing cheers, which, by the way, some people thought were new cheers and, and chants been around for years um, they were almost kind of and this is something I'm not a fan of <clears throat> because again what you choose to do with your Saturday right is your business live and let live you, you paid for your ticket you go watch the game right right how you uh, want to we're not gonna change our culture for you right because if we're standing in 35 sure. we're and, singing we're and, cheering we're loud and guess what once and in a while and to be clear here's the big distinction that I think we need to say I'm sorry interrupting but it needs to be said we went and sought that out yeah, you and I made the mistake of sitting in the family section once, yeah. and we very quickly remedied that. We went and we sought out by halftime, right? We so we, we you know we weren't okay with sacrificing views; otherwise, we'd be in the south end. Yep. But we also weren't okay with sitting for eighty-eight minutes for yes. you know the the best part of the game. So we went and we sought out a very specific place where we could support in the way we chose to support. Yes. And the rest of the stadium can do whatever the rest of the stadium needs to do. Yeah, and guess that's, that's and, the distinction. And if 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 what we are coming for changes in where we are currently, mm-hmm. we'll move somewhere else that will give us what we want. Right. I cannot sit for eighty eight minutes of the game. Right. I did that during the uh, uh, Royals game, not because I wanted to, because I had to. Right. By the way, awesome game, uh, better than the Real game, hands down, two two. Yeah. But I was sitting. I right. literally, I think I told you, I almost fell asleep. Just too relaxed. It was just too much. It was all. It was food. It was me sitting. And anyways, so yeah, not a huge fan of fireworks games, but I understand them, and I think they will always happen to no less than two, no more than three times a year. Sure. You got the fourth, the twenty fourth, and just make up some stuff because there's always like someone they make up. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, we're just expressing our opinions here, folks. And, and by the way, anyone who was at the game for the first time on Saturday, A, 
I'm sorry. That's a right. terrible game to start your soccer watching career on. Especially mm-hmm. you know more about this than I do because you got hooked because the first game you came to was like a yeah, eight goal banger or like something. Six zero us <laughs> yeah. against Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sold out, slightly chilly outside. It was magical. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so and that's the fireworks. It is worth noting that I think RSL support has been very closely tied to the team performance, and it's it's all year long. It hasn't been great. So listen, I'm not gonna get into the details here. We I've touched up on them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I think not support, but attendance this year. I don't have numbers to prove this. Sure, it has been the worst. In probably seven, eight years. The people who show up, I think, still are passionate and loud and everything. We still have the same problems. Our section 35 is starting a chant while there's a clearly decent chant happening in the south end. Instead of joining it, right. we start a different one, or at least some people do, and yep. then everyone else follows. So plenty of problems out there. But I would rather do that than like no chanting at all. Sure. And I get what you're getting at. And also, 35 is going to sing to the opposing section. You came a long way just to lose, even if it, if it does backfire. That's part of the passion. I don't think it's ever backfired. Ever. The, I know that uh, your Chivas in Disguise has backfired You're, drastically. You, yeah, our Chivas in Disguise yeah. definitely has. But usually our Cell Nation is very, 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 at least Section 35, very conservative about when they bust the you came out. Yeah, especially if it's Kansas City at home. Anyway, some people just, jeez. Uh, can't, I can't say this because we just got off a 10-minute rant of fireworks fans. Right. But let me say it this way. On fireworks days, I might as well send the press box. That's about as exciting. That's a good way to put it. Let's keep moving. Transfer news. We did it's, been a thing. A, it's been a slow offseason. We did a thing. I'm trying to find the thing. We, I'm trying to find the exact. Well, uh, I'll tell you off the top of my head. We gave to Chicago Fire, I believe, mm-hmm. $70,000 of, $75, of TAM, right? TAM. TAM. Targeted allocation money. This year. Yes. In exchange, we got $50,000 of JAM, G-A-M. General allocation money next year. No, That's I oversimplified this on the tweet machine and I said, hey, limited time offer. You can buy a $50 bill from me mm-hmm. for the price of $75. Right. I'm obviously oversimplifying this. Absolutely. But not by a whole lot. But you're missing some extremely critical points that I think... Uh, it, it's not as bad of a piece of business as you're making it out to be. It's a pretty bad piece of business. It, Unless... Unless, if I may, we have no intention of doing this kind of business this year, i.e. Right. new signing, which is predicative of that we might not. And it's not just a new signing. It is a, it is a very specific type of signing. So, man. It's a pay down towards a DP is, or something, it, it right? A, yeah. a TAM money is used to buy down a DP player salary under a DP tag. Whereas uh, GAM, general allocation money, if I'm understanding this correctly, is primarily used to just bring down general, you know, underneath the salary cap. Like that's the 
jam seems more useful. Correct, and and you are. Uh, it and I didn't know this at the time of the signing. The targeted allocation money that we, quote unquote, got traded, got rid of, has an expiration date. Yes. It is you either use I didn't it read that. or yeah, you lose it was this year. Uh, yes. So the money but again. So that that says that we're not ready to spend it. Right. Uh, it, to me. Um, to me, it screams that we are probably not making that big. Like I don't, unless we got some money that I don't know about. Um, do you have a DP spot open? We don't, do we? We don't. But the whole thing was that you could buy someone uh, down. And well, we could buy down Sam DP, Johnson. Yes. Sam Johnson was at a place where we could have bought him down with this tamp. But it only makes sense if you're gonna sign someone that right. will take the DP spot. That being said. We may not, I don't know, I don't know what the pool is. I don't know what the amount is. We did only trade uh, uh, 75K of it away. We could still have, an, in theory, we could still have enough TAM to buy down Sam Johnson and then use that GAM next year for, you know, like an additional uh, slot. And, and once again, MLS going to MLS and it's funny money for funny money. It is the type of signing that, at least at face value, is indicative of a very quiet transfer window. Yeah. Because if we were making big moves, you would think big moves meaning big money moves. Mm -hmm. Right. You would think that uh, we want to keep that kind of stuff around. Right. I mean, it. you know, it's... Um, I mean, Jam, G-A-M, mm -hmm. I think this is what screams to me. Tam is like, if you want to go out and, uh, and get some big major players that will be DP-level players. Right. Sounds to me like Chicago has been in the business of that, or they've been trying. They haven't been very successful, but they've been trying. And Jam is more like, all right, I need to load up the rest of my roster, and I want to pay this guy 150 $150,000, but I want to be, I only want $100,000 to count against me. Right. You have the, the uh, salary caps that you're essentially yeah. trying to keep, stay under. Exactly. So, anyways, long story short, uh, maybe we are, maybe we're not reading too much into this, but who cares? I mean, I, I think, it, I think it, here's what I'm going to project, predict. We're making no big moves this offseason. I mean, not offseason, this uh, transfer, transfer window. Um, and I think the reason we're dissecting it as much as we are and people are writing entire articles about it is because nothing else has happened. It, it's thus far, as far as the first team goes, it's, I mean, we, you know, like we sent a bunch of dudes on loan and we do have an international spot open. And yeah, so the, the, the whole thing was building up to like a right. big transfer. Right. And if it was a larger sum of money, I, I think the big transfer would still. I I think it's a small enough sum of money. Well, that's but that's saying without knowing what the actual rest of the sum. Sure, of money I mean is. I mean like like to I'm be sure clear, the big teams trade hundreds of thousands of dollars of time and game. Like like literally like two hundred three hundred thousand. Like those are bigger signings, but it happens. Um, I I to me it feels like it is still a small enough number that this transfer window could potentially be a big hmm. exciting one but it, that's more of me hoping out loud than actual concrete and 
you know, honestly, at this point, it's a coin flip. I it could really call is. you a dreamer, and you would be the only one. Let's keep going, because nothing on the transfer news. Little game coming up. Tomorrow, or today, depending on when you're listening to this. So, two games coming up, depending on when you're listening to this. I mean, there's two, there's, in theory, there's 14 more games coming up, depending on, you know, whatever it is. We're not going to have a post, I, we're not, not going to have a podcast between now and Dallas. Either. Sure, no, I get, I get what you're getting at. Tigres coming to town. Tigres coming to town? Let's not spend too much time on this, but I, I do have some thoughts. So Tigres coming to town Wednesday, mm-hmm. playing part of this, what's it called, Nations Cup? No, no, that's the, you're thinking of the... Well, that's the European one. Yeah, it's the League's Cup. League's Cup. League's Cup. All right, so four Mexican teams, mm-hmm. mostly powerhouses. You got Tigres, you got uh, Chivas, I think, right? You have uh, Cruz, Azul, Cruz Azul, Club yeah. Tijuana, yeah. Uh, Club America... And uh, America and Tigres. And Tigres, yeah. So the two big ones. Yeah, us, we're playing Tigres. Um, and we got four U.S. teams. Uh, two actually are playing on So Tuesday Chicago, night. as we are recording, 72nd minute, losing 0-1 to Cruz Azul. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and you got LA Galaxy. Playing in 45 minutes against Club Tijuana. Yep. Uh, and then we got us against Club America. No, us against Tigres. I mean Tigres, and then Club Houston America against playing Club America. Yep, so tomorrow. Let me ask you this question. Actually, I'm, you know, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you answer first. Do we care? Do we care? How much do you want to win this game? How much should we care? How how much of a first lineup should we put forth for this? Why, dude? I just I miss. I miss the good old days of just being able to appreciate the fact that I have a soccer game to go to. You know? Like, I get that... Why is that the good old days? That's the good days. Like, it's more soccer, right? I am always down for more soccer. Preseason, there's no big trophy, there's no big money, but I care about preseason because it's soccer after the offseason, right? I'm just stoked that I can watch footy again on something resembling a TV, even though it's a crappy internet stream, right? The game's in Hawaii. I was freaking out about the games in Hawaii because some new guy named Sam Johnson might be getting the start, right? And I didn't know what, what the deal there was. I was genuinely just excited to be able to watch soccer. I am excited by the fact that I am able to watch soccer in my home stadium against what, let's be honest, is one of the most successful clubs in, in, on the continent. Like, we give Tigres their credit. Um, which, by the way, stacked with talent, but we don't need to get into that. And now you get into the actual talking heads and the dudes on Twitter and the dude, you know, everyone and their opinion and comments and Reddit and MLS.com and all that crap. And it's, oh, it's, you know, we've got a game on Saturday and there doesn't count for anything and you can't get Champions League. To be clear, there is a trophy at the end of this thing and there's a, there's, there's a, there's a purse, there's prize money. I, I don't know the exact amount, but this isn't like, this officially is more important on a strictly what do we get out of it than preseason now we do have a game against the western conference opponent that is in the thick of it with us right ahead of us right there uh, i think they have two games in hand and five points ahead um i'm two points ahead is it that close i it, it's it's real close it's at the fc dallas game this weekend matters they're they're beatable it is texas we tend to do we tend to do poorly in texas one game ahead 
uh, in hand and two points ahead. Okay, good to know. Um, I an extremely important Western Conference match coming right. up this time. So, I think back to the Manchester United game. The Manchester United game friendly matters mattered less than this Tigers game, right? Le- less impact. Yes, it was literally a friendly middle of our season, and people were raising these concerns. RSL played really, 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 really well against Manchester United. With the starting lineup. Uh, yeah, when they were out for 30 minutes. We then are... I, I don't know how many people remember this. Our, the end of that season, right after the Manchester United game, we all of a sudden got good. It, it, if you mm-hmm. wanted to look for a turning point, you could, strictly on a statistical basis... Stop. You're talking, taking all my talking points. You could point at the Manchester United game. Yes. Like, maybe don't put out everyone and their mother. So we also only get a 23-man roster for the entire tournament, not the full 30. And I have that pulled up if we want to get into it. I don't think we need to. Mm-mm. We have some power. We have, we have some, you know, we've got a Kyle. We've got Albert. We've got Corey Baird. We've got Brooks, everyone. But we also have a Jao Plata. We have uh, uh, Julian Vasquez. We have uh, Patna. We have, you know, Holt. And, and, and we have dudes that aren't the first team. I think realistically Tigris beats us no matter what and our one-off problem is over. That's and not the, the question. And the ultimate question is does it matter? And my answer is does it matter if it doesn't? Yeah. That's some that's some that's some wisdom for you. Talk about skirting a question. Let me ask, yeah. let me let me let me ask let me show you how to answer that question. Mm. Ask me the question. Does it matter? Absolutely it matters. It matters a lot. It matters for a lot of reasons. It matters, first of all, like you said, there's money on the line. It matters because there's confidence on the line. You beat a team like Tigres at home in Mexico, in Hawaii, doesn't matter. If you're giving it your best shot, they give it their best shot, suddenly Dallas away looks easy. Can Dallas stack up to Tigres? No. You just beat Tigres. You're fine. It matters for the pride and it matters for the momentum. Like you correctly pointed out, it's a, it's, it's, it's a spare example, but you correctly pointed out, United, game changer. Huge it was a friendly, and it was a proper friendly. Right. I remember going to the game and saying, it's a freaking friendly. Who cares? This is not a friendly, right? This is not a friendly, and the, they have already announced that doubling the size of this tournament. Right. Literally next year. Five years from now, this could take the place of CONCACAF Champions League. The structure might be different, sure. but it would make more sense. Because current CONCACAF Champions League makes zero freaking sense. That makes sense. No, the team you're playing the Champions League with, it, it goes through two different seasons. Which one? No, it doesn't. It no. goes through. No, you start your qualification they round. They shortened it. And then on top of all of that, the most important games in the CONCACAF Champions League which is like the, the knockout rounds, the important knockout rounds. MLS preseason. Happens during MLS preseason, yep. right? And yep. at that point, Liga MX is in their prime. Right. And but Liga MX also plays two totally different legs of their season. So we could be playing the Champions League at this time of year. I mean, the important games. Mm-hmm. And it would not be a disadvantage to Liga MX. It would still catch them mid-season, early second part of their season. Right. That's and catch uh, us mid-season which makes more sense. I'm willing to bet money right now that five years from now, this thing is the Champions League. So we should take this as serious as a Champions League. Secondly, 
well, whatever, thirdly, fourthly, whatever it is. So pride, pride's on the line. Every time a U.S. team beats a Mexican team, we're not playing just for us. We're playing for the entire Major League Soccer. Secondly, there's money. Right. We can use money. We just talked about Tam and Jam and BS. Why not buy some players down, right? Um, confidence going after the game. I think even tired legs after doing well against a club like Tigres will do well in Dallas next weekend. And then most importantly, if I may, beating them ensures us basically another round against another Mexican powerhouse. Yeah. And then the final is in Vegas. You, you just want to go to Vegas. I want to go to Vegas, bro. All right? Hashtag get RSL Nation to Vegas. <laughs> and if we're playing the final in Vegas, I would be like September or October, I think. Right. We're going, A. Yeah. And we're probably doing like a live show from there. So, hashtag get RSL Nation to Vegas. This matters. This matters a lot. This is not a friendly. Right. It, it, this matters a lot. This Manchester, is not an exhibition game. Manchester United at home was a friendly. Right. This is not a friendly. I think this is on the level, at this point, on the USOC. We have a historically mm. bad record caring about the USOC. The one year we actually freaking cared, we made it to the final. That's when we ended up sitting in the family section in the final. Right. So we'll never do that again. Correct. But it absolutely matters. We should give it. We should put our best team forward for Wednesday against Tigres. I think you can be competitive without the best starting eleven. I think you can be not have as them competitive as you as you could be. Correct. Yeah. It's. I would like to see a mix. I'm not gonna lie. Um, no, that's that's okay. No, stop that. That's mis- mixed signals. That's USOC. That's like play Silva, but also Putna. Why? Play Putna or Silva. Right. And if you play Putna, play Putna's counterparts. Or if you play Silva, yeah. play you're his saying, You're saying commit to one or the other. Yes. Uh, for what it's worth, you know, once again, looking at the actual 23-man roster that RSL has put forward. It's for everybody. This, it, it, like, that's not really an option. Um, right. That's good. Yeah. And by the way, if I may. You may. Um, there was some um, slight little confusion about what Petke said after the game. About Remember, we mentioned in the post-match. The organization, yada, yada, yada. Have you actually listened to the... So, what the quote on Twitter... It, it, the quote on Twitter is accurate. It is what he Yes, said. have you listened to the actual the words actual, on the video? Yes, the, when, you, when you look at the video and how he says it and how he makes himself... We, he is very clearly... Yeah. Part of that decision, he when he says this organization, he is obviously referencing. Clearly, you can, you can tell by his body language that yes. how he is talking about it. He's not. It it one thousand if. So I remember in like business law school and college, we had this thing of like what would like a reasonable person like that was like the like the test like yeah. how would a reasonable person view this? It was like one of the. You know, like what? What Not is a like reason- the quote right. read? Right. So, well, there, there was a no reasonable there. person would hear that interview and would come to the conclusion of Petke is taking this seriously. Very. The organization is taking this seriously. There, we we're we're putting our yeah. front foot forward. We're 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 doing what you suggested to do. 
we're going to play to win. We're not rolling out the monarchs. Yes. The quote, whether deliberate or not, that's, I don't know what was going on in this dude's I head. I think it was very deliberate. Uh, didn't read that way. The quote was oh. very much, Pepke was told to do this. He inserted a word. That wasn't there. Me. It, the word me. Right. It's, that it's a the big club one. told, the organization told me, or cl- made it clear to me. There was no me. Yeah. Uh, he said the, the organization made it clear. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and the way he says it, no, I was yeah, I was just the pissed. casualness. The casualness of it is not how Twitter interpreted it and how he said it are wildly different. Dude's looking for headlines, man. There is a you know there is some of that. There is some of that. Um, it 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 gets it got my attention, and we yeah. didn't mention it in the post match quickie. And I was prior, pissed at it because I read to, nothing but the but the comment. Right, I read prior it in to writing. having seen the post match interview, having watched the post match interview, obviously, Petke and, and Petke went on to correct the actual Twitter tweet himself, and, and he's like, "Hey, I did say that, but yeah. how you're how you are spinning it's, it isn't isn't reality." And I've got to give Petke credit on that one. Yeah. It, oh. it, that's not how it how it went down. Scandalous, man. Scandalous. Anyways, I I think and I double down. Top team needs to go out against the Tigres. Mm-hmm. What this means long term is secondary. I said half jokingly this might be the uh, highlight of our year. I hope not. Right. But I think we need to give it all we got against this team because this this is more than just a game. There's this is advancing. This is beating a Mexican powerhouse. This is this is confidence. This is momentum. This is so many things. Puts us on the path to the right to the right place. I think. Let's finish with one more thing, real quick. Uh, we do also a few days after that play at Dallas. We do. Dallas currently. They're good. Is uh, two points ahead of us with a game in hand. What that really means is we could take them over on Saturday if we beat them. We're playing in Dallas historically. We have not had a lot of luck in in, in Texas in general. Right. Um, Texas has not been kind to ours. So. I don't have a lot of confidence in this game. I mean, I haven't watched a shit ton of Dallas this year, and we'll only spend maybe five, six minutes talking about it, I hope, because we're over an hour already. But I don't know what to expect. This, this, our team, the only thing consistent about RSL this year, or the last two years, really, is inconsistency. Right. If you show me, if you take all the jerseys away and just make them like blue and red or whatever, or, or ginger and green, and just you know move the players on the field, and you show me the game against Philly mm-hmm. and the game against uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, that is not the same team. Right. It makes no sense that that's the same team, and I think they were playing a better team in Philly. I mean, against Philly. I know they were kind of on the down, but still very solid, mechanically well-put-together, well-playing team. And then Minnesota is some of those things, but not all of them. Sure. I mean, they were missing, arguably, like two proper starters, but yeah. Yeah, well, so were we. Correct. Sam Johnson and Nedham were missing. So... I have no idea. I, I'm going to start giving up. I mean, just I started this new segment on, on, on Facebook. Did you see it? No. It's like cr- predict a right winner or a tie, and you get a dollar in your account by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna sweeten this up by next week saying like now if you have any points now you have to bet them to to win more points anyways you're gonna get get banned uh from where for gambling from facebook it's not gambling there's a very clear disclaimer that says no purchase is necessary it's only gambling if you have to purchase something right so looking at fc dallas i'm not even gonna touch that do what you gotta do um they just beat sporting kansas city 2-0 yeah thank them for that yeah yep um, they had a friendly that they lost 3-1. I'm not even going to touch that. They lost to Minnesota United 1-0 uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. And their last competitive match, so they had another friendly, it looks like against Club Tijuana, um, was against DC United, where DC got a red card, and FC Dallas ended up winning 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um I think, you know, Texas is going to Texas and the heat and humidity and yada, yada, yada. 2-2 draw. <coughs> I'll me, take the hell out of a 2-2 draw. Oh, I'll take it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also because it's what I generally I mean, on our 51-point scale that we're tracking, we're now even. We are with the line, yeah. And uh, based on that projection, mm-hmm. considering we got LAFC coming at home pretty soon... Uh, we don't have to earn any points next week or this weekend yeah. to stay on that line. But any points will put us back above the line. Yeah, I don't have a good feeling. I don't have a horrible... I don't know. I, it, it's FC Dallas. Like I don't think they're having this standout season either. Um, uh, no, it's not FC Dallas. Uh, Dallas is not the problem. <laughs> right. You're RSL well. is the problem. Sure, sure. I get that. Um, it doesn't matter if we're playing DC or LAFC or if we're playing um, Dallas. Right, I get that. It's, it's beyond the point. I, I think a huge question also needs to be what what RSL does tomorrow and how that impacts what RSL will do on Saturday. The, you mean by tomorrow, you mean versus Tigres. Tigres, right. Yeah. And I think that's the big unknown. Um, I yeah, don't want dudes getting hurt. I don't want dudes going minutes. Yeah, okay, so let me, let, me, let me touch this. Let me touch on this for a second. Okay. Someone else brought this up. Injury? Yes. Yes. And yeah, I think you mentioned the fact that they could get injured in practice. Literally. Right. But let's not ignore the fact that a controlled practice environment... A lot where of dudes get injured in practice. Absolutely. At RSL, I think it was either last year or the year before, where I think we had five soft muscle injuries. All that happened in, in practice. practice. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, dudes get injured in practice. But let's not ignore the... like. I think to ignore the fact that in practice you can raise your hand and you have, you have more control over the environment than you do in an in-game setting. Uh, I don't think so. In pra- like in practice. Practice? I, yeah, we we talking about practice. Practice? We're talking about practice. In practice, a dude can go, "Hey, something doesn't feel right. I'm done for the day." Or let's they look can at do this. It in the game. But they can't. Yes, they can. Three Definitely subs can. in, they can't. Okay. Or, well, how uh, often does that happen? Right, but you get what I'm getting at. There are okay. the consequences. I will give are you this. I will give you this. Playing guys more games does indeed increase the chances of an injury. Right. Right. But and I by, think to ignore that is. But by margins, that you should also bench guys if they ever like get caught for speeding over the speed limit. Right. And yes, in theory, there could be a car accident. But but then there's like realistic control. And unrealistic. Control. I think I think this game on Wednesday is too important to not play guys because we're scared of them being injured. Yeah, I th- it's not even like a thing in my head. It's sure, clear. Sure, no, no. But player rotation is important and it matters 
And yeah, that's the that you're talking about. Uh, uh, what's it called? Right. Uh, lineup choices. Not even lineup choices, but you talk. You, you're basically talking about physios. Uh, what happened this Saturday? We're right. talking about. We're talking about dudes going. Hey, yes. Different. This story. guy went 90 yes. on Saturday. He went 70 on Wednesday. I don't think he should go 90 on Saturday again. Like, hey, we're playing three games in one week. I think Control we should play. I think we should play Tigres from a perspective that doesn't incorporate, unless we're like terribly losing mm-hmm. or significantly winning, the next game at all. That's how. That's how important sure. I think the game is. I, I think it's it's a short. So we're talking Wednesday. So we've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. We you know you've got well, Thursday or Friday you're playing Saturday right and you've got travel that you need to take yeah. into consideration right after the game get um, on the plane go. and it, this might be one of those games where uh, MLS uh, I think you got like three or four yeah charter, charter flights flight. this might just a, just this, a shame if you got the money pay it right this might be a charter flight game yeah um, I think post Tigris you you see what do how dudes feel obviously. But I, I think you have to be realistic about the fact that if you're starting a, a, a starting 11 or your, your ideal 11 or whatever you want to call it, A-team 11 on Wednesday, that you are making, you, you are creating an environment in which you're, you probably won't be able to start most of those dudes on Saturday. You don't have to think about that. I think what you're doing more importantly is you're creating an environment in which winning mm-hmm. is important. Right, and winning should and, be important by default. And I think that should be important in practice. Yes. I think that should be important in preseason. I think that should be important in friendly games. I think that should be absolutely freaking lutely important in games that matter, the ones that matter in this order, MLS games, mm-hmm. U.S. Open Cup games, and then new tournaments that present themselves like the one okay. we're playing on Wednesday. Okay, but but... You, you can't just sit here and go I own like my decisions only have consequences to Wednesday night yeah so the, the decisions we make regarding Wednesday yeah. night I get have, that have ramifications on Saturday I, I get right? that so Rushnak went 70 Saturday let's say he goes 90 against Tigres you, you are you are you are creating an environment where putting him on the field against FC Dallas on Saturday especially in heat, in heat and humidity might be responsible. I and, think, you, and just acknowledge that. Acknowledge yeah, no, that reality. I do. I do. It's absolutely. Uh, it's acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm saying. Two things. One. I would play. I, I, I mentioned this before when we did like Chicago and then New England away or something. I can't remember what it was. Or Chicago and Columbus. Like Wednesday, Saturday game. Yeah. And we like half-assed both games. Ended up losing both. Yes, I remember after that. After a yep. three-game winning streak we went or something. On yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you play the game ahead of you and you cross the bridge of the next game when you get there sure you put the strongest possible lineup on Wednesday mm-hmm. with the guys available and ready and most ready on sure. Wednesday okay come Saturday you make the same decisions again now I think personally mm-hmm. a professional soccer player who is literally trained around the clock fed around the clock mm-hmm looked after around the clock whose only job is to go to practice a couple hours a day right should have three 90 minute games in him in a week sure once every three months that's just my personal opinion i get what you're getting at but maybe that's not the reality we 
Maybe we have not. not. We haven't had to play that caliber, right? Like, let's acknowledge that as a fact. I've played three games in sure, a week. Sure, I before. get what you're getting at, but not at that level, right? Right. It, it, it matters. Like, right, but there's a reason that. they are in the league, and I'm not because they were sure, obviously but, caliber but that, above. Right, but that could be, you know, like I get what you're getting at. Like, hey, just play through it. But we know we have seen that that's not how the body works, right? We have we have seen injury rates increase as time between games decreases, right? It, it's it's correlated. If, I can't I cannot look you in the eye and say there's a thousand percent. You know, this causes that. No one can. But but to ignore the fact that you, as you, you cram games, to. look, you don't but have you do, to. you do. No, Here's the thing. No, no. Even in your you own ex- ignore. Hold on. That's what even I'm in your own example, you said you this order. You were listing orders: MLS regular season, mm-hmm. U.S. Open Cup, mm-hmm. uh, other extra tournaments, games, mm-hmm. friendlies, whatever. So this Tigers I, game. I didn't, I didn't list. I said I didn't say in the order of importance. I said those are the top three. But is that order the, like... All of them are the same importance. Really? Yes. See, that's where I think you and I will fundamentally disagree. This on is where you and Mike agree. Right. It, it, I, I'm not saying that Tigers game is unimportant. I am saying it is less important for the organization than a regular season MLS game. Um, disagree. Right. And, and I acknowledge that fact. Yeah. I, I get that. But also, but with that disagreement in mind, you're saying doesn't really. If we win Wednesday with like our ideal starting eleven, you know, we beat Tigres, awesome for the team. Team advances, uh, but it causes. So you know, l- let's just assume for the sake of argument that my scenario is true and Rushnek sits, Kyle sits, uh, Romando sits. Romando probably won't sit because he's the goalie. But you know, you know, some some key starting eleven dudes are 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 at least benched because of exhaustion and maybe that lack of talent against an FC Dallas side causes us to lose points but we have, we won against Tigres we won against Tigres that that's not a one to one trade off I'm happy I get that you're happy but yeah. the the points against Tigres or the advancement against Tigres doesn't help us in the regular season right okay okay that I I get where you're coming Who from Who says regular season is the most important thing you have to just make the playoffs, first of all. Uh-huh. Second of okay, all, okay. But if we miss the you... playoffs by three points, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you a different question. Okay. And, and what MLS clubs get into USOC? Uh-huh. At what level? Like the fourth round, but that's like yeah, what? Like there's it's like way late. sixteen way teams late. left, mm-hmm. right? So realistically speaking, you have yeah. to win like what five games or something to win the USOC. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. Something, yeah, it's like four, yeah, five, four or five, something yeah. like that. It's a low number. So what's more important, winning five games in the USOC or five games in the MLS regular season? I mean, it depends on the games. Depends on which. That's no, one of the. No, no, any first five, last five, middle five, pick. It, but it's not any. Like if um, it, it, in this case, okay. it is. In theory, in theory, by that logic, the only MLS game that matters is the very last one of the season. If it's a do or die game, but no, no, the very last game of the MLS season is the final. No, we I'm play not, the final hold on, last. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, we, but that, we, we but, play, but we, you're ignoring that. You're ignoring the fact that some games carry weight that others don't. Uh, hold on. So you play 34 games in the MLS, uh-huh. and you literally have to say, all right, how about this? You play 34 games in the MLS, and let's let's just go by our logic of saying like you win all home games. Okay, lose all road. Yep, lose all road points. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So that means you have 17 at home. Right. No, it's just a regular season. So let's just say you're guaranteed 17 wins. Okay. 
would you give up five wins in order to get five wins in the USOC? Which would guarantee you a USOC Cup? And I still make the playoffs. No, that, that it's up in the air. You probably don't at that rate. Would you rather not make the playoffs in the MLS and win the US Open Cup? Yes, but you will never be you you will never create an environment where it's that certain. Ever. Right, but I'm asking you a hypothetical question. Yes, and I hold would on, hold I on. would give What's up. What's your answer again? Yes. That's my answer to this Saturday's but that's, question. But it's, that, it's not the same question. You're not asking the same question. You're asking a question and then you're thinking something that somewhat resembles it if you like squint and bludgeon yourself over the head. And then you're saying, oh, it's, it's a one-to-one match. It's not. Because, I, I think because it's beyond a one-to-one match. No, it's You it's, have to win not. three games to win this new tournament. Three and games. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah, Quarterfinals, semifinals, yeah. and the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get that. But he, your U.S. Open Cup example doesn't line up because you're saying you're you're picking the okay a non MLS team has to win way more than five. I guarantee you they they don't care about winning just five. They need fifteen. But we're 10. not non MLS team. I get team. that. We but but your, your your question wasn't. It, it, you're giving my, guarantees. Like my, yes, my question if is you win the five or yeah. six U.S. Open Cup games and you're the champion, so yeah. let me. Okay, would you rather win the very last MLS season of the game, or would you rather yeah, win the so, so the final? Would uh-huh. you rather win the final, okay. or would you rather uh, win the opener of this uh, Tigers <laughs> no, game? That's yeah, not, that's that's, that's basically what you okay. did. Right. You you picked right. a very so, specific scenario where right. the outcome is obvious. Like so, let me ask. Like, you straw man the let hell me, out of that argument. Let me let me add to your point. So, so yes, in that scenario, everyone would obviously go, "No, I'd much rather win the final of the MLS." No, I'm not cup. saying final. I'm saying you would have to give up five games. But right, but but side. but why? Why did you pick five? Why did you magically pick five? Well, okay, how about this? Because what five is what it takes to win the cup. Like, I, th- I think it's four or five. I can't remember. Right, but that, yes. but yes, but that's but that that's number, why you picked that, that number. number. Yeah. Okay, so by that same logic, I'm just gonna pick one game, but I'm gonna pick a very specific game. But it's not like we're guaranteed points in Dallas on Saturday. No, but we're not guaranteed. To your point, we're not guaranteed that the plane, God forbid, doesn't fall out of the sky. You know, like nothing is guaranteed. Like, like you get what I'm like. I understand what you're I trying. I think there's to... a much higher guarantee of that. Then zero or some points. Then yeah. not winning in Dallas. Right, but you can't paint. I would say you can't like paint such a spe- specific scenario and treat it as a fair comparison. It's not a fair because, comparison. Just, right. That, okay. That's... Good. Acknowledge that fact that the 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 U.S. Open Cup scenario you painted and the MLS regular season. But slash, it's a simple question. But it's not. But it's a simple. So, so you framed a very complicated, very specific scenario as a simple question. Okay. Let me. Which let me. I okay. applaud let your me, ability, let me, ability. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Okay. Allow, I applaud I'll, that. Allow but me. It's not a one-to-one Allow match. me to rephrase. Okay. All chances. Okay. So let's just say we there's a series of Wednesday-Saturday games. Okay. Okay. Wednesdays, Open Cup. Let's just go to Open Cup because we all understand Open Cup better, right? Okay. Saturday is MLS. Okay. What did we say? Five games to win the Open Cup? Sure. Let's, let's, let's leave go it as five games. Yep, let's, okay. I think it's something like that. Let's just say five weeks in a row. It's Open Cup games, okay. followed by Saturday Cup uh, League games. Yes. Just five. We knocked yes. the whole freaking tournament out in five weeks. Okay. Which would actually kind of be nice. Okay. Would you mm-hmm. start your top team on Wednesdays or Saturdays? It's five weeks. Right. Well, d- There's chances of winning and losing both. That's not the point. Yeah, it depends on the round. Five so the weeks. first rounds, no. 
the last few rounds. We had LAFC the first round. <laughs> right, we were out hard, and we didn't start her for. We started a right. You know, yes, we some it. say that's why we got out. So. Right. Well, we all got so out. So you would focus on the MLS mm-hmm. over the cup in the opening rounds. Yes. No, the five. Just okay. At what point do you get serious? Fourth game, third game, third game. I get serious. Other five. Yeah. So okay, mm-hmm. follow up question. Okay. We play Tigres this Wednesday. Tomorrow. Yep. So we win that game, and we're okay. probably up against another Mexican powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Is that when you start your starters? It's probably gonna be another Wednesday game before before Saturday. Yeah, game. it's. Uh... Depends on who the Saturday opponent is. It's Club America. I think that most likely is the... No, the Saturday opponent would be oh an MLS team. Oh, okay. LA Galaxy. Uh, I would probably uh, not start my starters against... You still wouldn't? Still wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. See, you and I have a fundamental disagreement. Right. And that's fine. I put I way more... I playoffs. I put... Or, see, yeah. I, I would take... I would take winning USOC over making the playoffs in the MLS. Unless making the playoffs... Right, but this thing is USOC. And here's here's the key differentiator. Okay, let me rephrase. The key differentiator. Mm -hmm. If we win this thing, we don't get a Champions League spot. And and as much as I love the US Open Cup trophy and and all of the accolades, the big US Open Cup thing is the CONCACAF Champions spot. No, so first of all, the USOC Mm -hmm. is the prettiest trophy in the world. Right, I mentioned that. Um, at least on the continent anyways. I guess I don't really know what the Liga MX trophy looks like trophies I, I just started watching the league really good footy down there yeah I mean it's just high the quality money stuff in the world and the, yeah anyways anyway, so yes. it's okay to disagree I, I think we should absolutely put our best foot forward I think we should try to win this thing yeah because, we should try to win this thing but not at, the, not at any cost to Saturday but that's only if you're considering Saturday's uh, is a sure thing no, One but, but by by the inverse, I, you're you're saying Wednesday's a sure thing. Correct. Right. I'm not saying that, but I get how that comes across. I right. think we have a significantly higher chance of being successful in each of those games if we start a primary lineup with rest. Right. I think we have a better chance against FC Dallas. Well, they're a lot lesser team than Tigres. Right. Which is one of the reasons I want to beat them more than Dallas. Dallas is two points ahead of us, so we could jump them on Saturday. Okay, there's that. With the game in hand. But there's also uh, almost a dozen new uh, or, or, or more games to play in the league. So there's that. So we could overcome a Dallas. We lose against Tigres on Wednesday. We're out. Probably never get into that tournament again. I think we could. Why it, do you hate us so much? You don't want us to get into the tournament. It's again. one of those tournaments that I think is made for teams like RSL. Not bottom dwellers, no, no, but not... No, not until they see the money. I think the money is going to be good. In this. So basically, it's if you make Champions League, you can't be in this thing on the yeah. MLS side. It's like the next... It, it's basically slots four through seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's us. Well, that's, five. Like five through nine. Right. right? It, yeah. that, that's, that's our bread and butter. And that's... <laughs> but I think that's going to change. So next year, they're expanding it. I, I bet you... Next year, like, they're expanding it to that. Right, but I bet you, like, in three years, this the, I, I have a feeling this is going to become the new Champions mm. League. No, this this is going to become the uh, uh, North American version of Europa League. 
I, I disagree. That is. No, I think it's gonna Champions League is gonna be Champions League. No. We already have it. it unless exists. unless they move the Concacaf Champions League schedule, mm-hmm. I think MLS teams in a matter of two to three, four at the most years. You keep saying crazy stupid will, timelines and things happening. Like ten years, all of a sudden, everyone wants to play soccer in America. Yes. Yeah. I still agree with that. But I know we gotta. I'm gonna start tattooing this on me. Okay. It's it's hour twenty four minutes in. RSL Nation. You can't. You can't hold on. We're wrapping this thing up. We've given them what we wanted to give them. You and I will never agree on this. Let's acknowledge that as a fact of life. We will agree on the fact that you're incorrect. Let's agree on the fact that we have our tickets tomorrow. We'll be there. It's, it's going to be, be fun. It's going to be a wildly different Rio Tinto. Um, I think it's. Gonna I be, agree. I think it's going to be heavy uh, support for Tigres. Yep. Um, but it should be a good time. It's it's soccer on a Wednesday. I'm not hating. By all Just accounts, the weather out early it might Thursday. might be a little hot. The weather should be kind of brutal, but it's the evening. It'll be fine. It's eight thirty kickoff, isn't it? I think it? it's eight kickoff. Oh, is it? Um, I thought it was eight thirty. So. I'm pretty sure it's eight. Um, it'll it'll be it'll be fun. It it's an excuse to watch soccer, and maybe that's all it. Maybe that's all it needs to be right now. Maybe that's all it needs to be until we see the lineup tomorrow, and we'll drastically disagree sure. whether it is. What it should have been. I'm just one of us double, will be disappointed. I'm just double checking happy. the time real quick. I'm like eighty. Yeah, it's eight thirty. Oh, nice. Oh no, wait. I'm looking at the Portland game. Okay. Yeah, it's eight thirty. Huh. Cool. RSL Nation has been real. It's been fun. We went longer than we wanted. <coughs> uh, we will catch you that. next week, one day late, because I'm uh, not coming back to travel until yeah. So probably no post match quickie for the Tigers game. Maybe. Maybe something if we're feeling ambitious. Yeah, like doubt it. it. Also, Dallas might be tough because right. I'll be out of town. Unless you want to do a well, we'll talk we'll offline. Arsenal Nation been fun. We'll talk to you no later than eight days from now. Adios.